Hey, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project, where music making matters. I'm your host, Ashley Bienyage. Each episode features interviews with local music makers in hopes to connect the vibrant Winnipeg music scene with listeners like you. Through stories of songwriting, album releases, and touring, listen to the unique journeys of local artists who love what they do. to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bienyash, and I'm here with Jacob Burdovsky. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Good. I'm good. Yeah. I have a cold, actually. That's why I sound right. like I have a cold. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, you've never been on the show before. Uh, not as... Never. No, you've no, ne- no. No. This is my third time? Yes. yes. This is your third, third time. time. First time as a solo. This is true. I've been here with my brother the last two times. Mm-hmm. He is not here. Representing Kakagi. Kakagi, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. But now you are, you have um, emerged from the ashes. Yes. Like a phoenix. Exactly. <laughs> Full of energy. Full of energy. Bursting with new life. And I had cold. And now you're sick. And yeah. Sick. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm, I like being a solo artist most of the time. Yeah, it's it's great because you have complete ownership, but then mm-hmm. terrifying because you do it all by yourself. Exactly, yeah. and um, and your name is on it, so you can't right? hide behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. You could use a fake real name. I thought about that. I thought about a fake real name. I thought about like a moniker. I ha- like I I don't know. I just. It seems dishonest to me or you just disingenuous. Want to be real. I just and not, nothing against other people that use monikers. I think mm-hmm. it really works for a lot for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me and maybe like the songs that I like to write and sing, it just I like to be like really honest and try and come off as genuine as possible. And I feel like if I go up and I was like, hey, yeah. hey I'm you know doorknob, but my name's Jacob. Yeah, you know it's just I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'm Jacob. It's mm-hmm. not I don't need a, a moniker. Yeah, I thought about that like as like a newer artist. I'm like, well, what if I just kind of like did anything in like because mm-hmm. it, then it's like this other person and I can be as real as I want to be in my lyrics because it's like a, it's the, it's this person it's not totally. necessarily me totally um but then Nick you have to pick something and stick to it yeah, yeah. and if what if, it, what if it's great yeah uh, or what if it's what I if mean, it's not great what if the music's great but the name is lit 100%. and then like it's like a tattoo hundred percent like I can't get a tattoo because I am too indecisive same actually I, I didn't get that my dad when I turned eighteen asked me uh made me a deal that if i waited till i was 25 to get my first tattoo he would pay for it and he won and was right because i don't want one anymore yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and uh it's and i see people spontaneously just go out and they're like hey let's go get a tattoo together and i'm like yeah You're crazy bad tattoos bad band names yeah it's like it's a scourge yeah it's what young <laughs> musicians do yeah yeah so <laughs> <laughs> we're famous for yeah <laughs> ugly tattoos well not necessarily ugly but Regret. Uh, lots ill-advised. Of, lots of regret. Yeah, regret. Is, yeah, yeah, but that's what your early 20s are for, I've exactly. discovered. Exactly. As I leave them, I realize, yeah, that's what that was for. Yeah. So I regret. And then you, and then you get into your late 20s and you're like, oh shit, I'm still making the same amount yeah. of mistakes. <laughs> but now I'm self-aware <laughs> yeah. and I'm hating myself during yeah. rather than exactly. looking back. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which so, is a fun place to be. Yeah. It's just constant cycle. But, 100%. You know. That's where mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. yeah. So you're releasing music solo now. I'm releasing music solo. Um, and technically you're doing another project. Yeah. I've got a few things on the yeah. go. So um, 
let's just jump into it. Sure. Uh, why why are you solo? Uh, so yeah, the band broke up. Mm-hmm. Um, we played together for three great years. We had a great time. Um, but yeah. bands are uh, require an insane amount of commitment, both in time and energy. And uh, yeah. I was always sort of, you know, th- like I wrote all the songs, I booked most of the shows. I was kind of the driving force. So it was very easy for me to put in all that time and energy. Yeah. Um, and less easy for the other guys, understandably. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the day, it was just sort of like I, w- I really wanted to make a, a real run for it. And um, we weren't sort of all on the same page commitment-wise. And yeah, and just thought, nothing, nothing wrong with that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and kind of better to make that decision uh, before it all starts mm-hmm. versus, you know, going on tour for six months and then realizing halfway through that you're miserable and yeah. you're not getting along. Anyway, so, you know, it was super amicable. We had it, we, you know, um, Max and Corbo uh, both played on my new EP. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, But it just, it just made more sense kind of for me to move yeah. on. You're just as like, a loner. Yeah, this this ball of energy you needed to just like you had to do it. Well, I just want to keep keep going and keep putting stuff out and keep writing songs. Right. And try and sort of climb this unattainable illusion of a ladder of success. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep, it's definitely an illusion. And the other guys were <laughs> sort of like, yeah, but also thinking about school and also thinking about not you know devoting all my time to playing your songs, Jacob. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, you're, I respect <laughs> that, but I want to play my songs. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So is the, is the sound different? Not really. No? Not really, I wouldn't say so. I, I mean, it, it's different in that um, our last record, the Kikagi record we made two years ago, or a year ago, no, we recorded it two years ago, and this record that I'm about, to, or that I just put out, or I'm about to put out, uh, it you know was made a year later. Everyone's better. I think the songs are better, um, but instrumentation wise and arrangement and sort of feel it's 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 still me mm-hmm. it's exciting and yeah. you're gonna be releasing you released i just released it um yeah. on on sunday yes on may 5th on may 5th because yeah. we're now in the future right yeah right. i mean i'll be honest we're pre-recording this episode yeah. <laughs> um, but um for those of you who are listening wow that was such an amazing performance <laughs> at the tallest poppy you did. You killed it. I'm so glad everything went exactly how I wanted it to. Exactly. Yeah. There was no <laughs> mistakes. No. Everything was perfect. Perfect performance. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Let's just put those vibes out yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just knocking on all the wood. Yeah. Yeah. Hoping. Um, but the all the music is going to be officially releasing on May 11th. 11th yeah. And why did you decide to do the different days? Uh, to be quite honest, I am a summer camp director mm-hmm. in my other life. Um, or I, I help run a summer camp and me, uh, me and my partner are heading out to the island to start opening it mm. on May 10th. So I really wanted to get this stuff out uh, before I left, A, because I've been sitting on them for a couple months already and I'm getting sick of it, uh, but also because I want to make sure I tie up all my like grant loose ends and everything <laughs> before enough. I ship away for four months. Mm-hmm. So uh, this was a day that was available and I yeah. impulsively chose it. Why did you decide to release it and then just like kind of go off the map? Why not wait till after you come back? Because then it's too long. Too long? It's too long. I got new stuff. I don't want to. Um, I'm happy with it. I, I'm going to put it out. I'm going to do some touring in this in this in the fall on it. Um, but uh, I just I don't want to. I, I don't want to sit on things for too long. I'd rather sure. move forward. I'll just put it out and then work on something new than mm-hmm. than sit on it. I feel like the longer you sit on something, the more pressure it is f- there is for it to be like really successful. Yeah, and you as you I mean? improve, you I, look back and you're just like, Meh. exactly. And it's like I love I love the record. I'm really happy with it. I'm really proud of it. But I know it's I know I can do better, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and keep going. And I've got some new songs that I'm really excited about. So I I just figured 
let's just get it out. And, you know, I'm also yeah. like as a technically like new artist, sometimes it's just nice to kind of get stuff, get your cards on the table. Build up the exactly. repertoire. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, I don't have thousands of fans that are like what anxiously waiting for the songs to drop. So it's Disagree. like, let's just <laughs> let's just put them on the Internet yeah. and then uh, and then move on. Right. Yeah. Because like with um with established artists who've had like years of a fan base like you need that kind of it makes more sense to have yeah. all this like suspense yeah and i think there's more uh there's more of an argument to like invest all that time and energy mm-hmm. and sort of all the promotion and and sort of all that pre-planning right. um i also just i'm i'm i don't have uh, a good enough brain for that so i just kind of doing it right. through some videos together let's just like let's mm-hmm. get it out and keep going yeah as someone who went to a lot of mantua music workshops before i started releasing music they talk about like this like plan and everything yes. and it's like looking at it as a new artist it doesn't make sense for me to like have things three months or like a month and then a month and then yeah the album. totally i mean I, I think that sort of um you know you could maybe think of that as like the conventional sort of like universally accepted like industry method of putting out music and i think that works for a lot of people um, who have access to money. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That confounded thing yeah, that and, I never have enough and, of. Uh, and, like, and, and you can get grants for all that stuff and, and get all your ducks in a row, but I, um, it's tough to be able to plan that far in advance. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, I think it's tough to sit on songs for that long yeah. and like get it all together. I mean, you look at a band like Royal Canoe or Begonia, like they do that properly. You know, they have, they, 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 Royal Canoe made the record, what, like a year or two years ago? Yeah. You know, they put this whole release plan together. They yeah, have that scavenger hunt thing. Scavenger hunt, these videos and these great tours um, with like, uh, you know, really good bills. But I, I'm not at a level where that yeah. is going to happen. For They're me. also not doing it alone. It, it, well, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's sort of, I look at it as let's get to a level career-wise where it makes sense to have other people helping out. Yeah, it's like have a, lo- a few songs so when you make that that big like single release yeah. get excited and you're like oh who is this person exactly. hey i like this song oh what There's is all this other music other that's stuff. already been exactly. released because that's like the most frustrating thing i, I think it's like finding something cool and then them not having anything else i agree and for me like if i find a new artist online and i and they have like one song that i really like and i go to find the rest of their catalog and they don't have anything else like i'm only gonna listen to that song a couple times and you're suspicious well but yeah but it's also just like i'm gonna listen to that song a couple times and then by the time they're putting out other shit i'm probably gonna have forgotten about it mm-hmm. yeah so it's, it, it, i think there is something to be said about having a little bit of a back catalog yeah that's cool yeah, yeah and like even with say with like YouTube videos, like if yeah. you want to like if you watch one person's video, you most likely want to see something else that they've totally, done. Totally, totally. And there are some people who live off live videos, so they will not watch the 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 like official video. Yeah, they want to see that rawness. That's kind of where I, when, when I'm finding new bands. Uh, that's my best entry into a new band is if they have some killer live videos or like you know those audio tree sessions uh, on right. YouTube or like something like that. Um, yeah. It's because it's just nice to see how a band. It's also nice watching a band or artists like interact with each other while they're playing and sort yeah. of their, their dynamic. And yeah. What will it look like if I go? If you go to a live show. Oh, for me. No, I mean like oh, that's why you that's watch the saying. videos. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Like exactly. Like, is what this, am I? Is this what I want to experience? Totally. If I'm gonna pay twenty bucks up front yeah. or something, is this? Yeah. yeah like 100%. for example, like I love watching the live videos for uh, <laughs> Silence Kit because yeah. that's just and I'm like need to be in that room. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I get that. So that's what I think. I mean, I'm just talking about this because I'm thinking out loud about yeah. like about my life. Um, <laughs> and this show's just about me, apparently. Well, um, it's your show. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do whatever right? you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's my show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think one mistake that artists will do is, as someone who's done it, is jump to the business side. 
totally right away i mean many people linger on the creative side too and i love that and i'm super jealous about that but like it's so easy to like okay create the website create all this and then there's like nothing there yeah um but i think the best thing and people who are listening uh if you're starting out create that that raw kind of messy like those live videos you know the youtube covers um have a couple weaker not not weaker but like um lo-fi song i guess and then just build that up so when people when you start going for the bigger shows you have like hey here's the new stuff that i'm releasing and they can see how far you've kind of come and see how you're you're willing to improve and 100 percent. i mean there's no point in having a website if there's no one to google you yeah you know what i mean yeah if no one's heard right. of you or, or listens to your stuff then why <clears throat> exactly spend your time making songs exactly but it's hard right because i mean the business stuff and the and the creative stuff is largely like two completely separate skill sets yeah <laughs> yeah and, and often like not like not a whole lot of crossover between the two you know yeah. what i mean and it really should stay like that i think it should be yeah. very different but it, but it's hard for uh for i think for musicians and i think especially people that um people that write music that is more um like raw or uh vulnerable <clears throat> generally would i would say are going to be more like introverted and like shy and you know and, and then and that's sort of antithetical to the um what you need to do on the business side which is just like shamelessly email your stuff mm-hmm. to every or anyone you can meet or find yeah. you know so it's 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 tough to kind of get around that yeah and with I have a hard time with that at least. Yeah. 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 No, totally. And it's like, hey, I'm like, or when you apply for shows, they have like a section. It's like, why should we pick you? And it's like, yeah. I, don't it's know. like I don't know. I want the gig. <laughs> I want to do it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm so surprised. Like, what do people say? Like, like, because yeah, I'm tough. great. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, because you'll love the show. And that's like, but if it's not great, like, it puts too much pressure. Yeah. And I think with the world, like with social media being so, social media is like the worst thing that could happen, could have happened, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Cause it's so unhealthy. <coughs> yeah, totally. Um, well, I mean, I, like I said, like working at a summer camp, you see the effect on like young kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I had the luxury of not having a cell phone or a Facebook account, I guess, probably till like grade nine or 10, you know what yeah. I mean? Kind of, uh, the tail end of it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, kids that are 10 or 11 years old that are counting likes on their Instagram posts and stuff like that's Yeah. <laughs> I like want to grow up to be a YouTuber. Uh, yeah. It just, it just, there's a, you know, I don't know. I feel like kids should uh, growing up, you kind of have this like blind uh, confidence and mm-hmm. like uh, sort of like cushion of a of a lack of self awareness yeah. when you're I, young. And I it's wish wonderful. that we could hold on to that. Yeah, and it's I feel like sort of with Instagram and stuff like that, that gets eroded away earlier, which probably isn't good. Yeah, absolutely. I totally. Yeah, I, I wish like I just wish it didn't exist, or I wish yeah. I w- I wish that it could just be you could still succeed with not having to to do it yeah i mean at this you know play devil's advocate at the same time it you are you have access to a market that no one had access to before you know you can put something up on instagram and Mm -hmm. a million people can see it and love it and you can make money from it you can book tours from it Mm -hmm. you know i can if i'm trying to book a tour i can email so-and-so in calgary and be like look like you know 50 percent of the people that follow this page this my instagram page are from calgary like i think they will come to the show and you know and that's useful yeah but 
overall, it's, it's when bad. you when you definitely use it like that, <coughs> but it's so easy to get sucked into that yeah. that like vortex of like, I yeah. if I do this, I'll get this many likes, or yeah. why didn't I get this many likes? Why does this person have this many yeah. followers? And like likes on social media doesn't correspond to butts and seats. It shows no. at all. No, absolutely you know? not. Like yeah. <laughs> sometimes, like yeah, I like this because I'm not going to the show. Exactly, or like I've got 300 people attending, which means like hopefully 30 people will show up. Right. You know. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. And I'm like. It's hard because, like, I always put them interested because I, I need to know about local events for yeah, like, my job. Yeah, um, And I feel guilty because, like, I can't make it to all of these. I think, I think to me, interested is, like... Cool. Is, like, yeah, oh, cool show. Like, this would be something I would be interested... I would go to if I was the type of person that went out all the time. Right. And then going is, like, I will show up. To me, that's... You know what I mean? Yeah, even like, going is, like, oh, I really hope I can I make it. That's why I sold tickets to my CD release because I just... Uh, I. Honestly, the, the I hate putting on my own shows because I hate the anxiety of wondering if people are going to show up. So mm-hmm. just selling tickets in advance. I just you have you know, you know right. who's showing up. You know how many people are showing up. You and if a, they don't, got your money. Anyways. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I should do for my future shows. Just um. It's nice and tickets. like the poppy small. Like I'm selling like seventy tickets. You know. Yeah. It's, it's not a crazy right crazy crowd, and it's like. Uh, I mean, you, the show you already had. The show I already had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, looking back, we sold them all. Yeah. Uh, so far, I'm you know at, at the time of taping, I've sold 15, but I'm I'm happy about that. They went on sale That's yesterday. Good. That's, That's great. Fine. That's a great number. Um, and like you know, I, then uh, if I don't sell enough, then I start calling all my family. Right. Like, <laughs> hey, then, uncle. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't talked to you in three years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come to my show. You got yeah, yeah. 15 bucks exactly. burning a hole in your pocket, don't you? Of course. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's. It's a, a nice area and yeah, yeah. Um, it's good food. Mm-hmm. Good drinks. I like them. I like um, Paul's Poppy. Poppy, I just I just came from there. I was serving brunch all day. You work there? Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes sense. So yeah. you're you're a little biased. I'm a little biased. Yeah. yeah, but that makes sense how you got that show or exactly. that video, um, exactly. yeah, the we, show and like the live video that you just released within the last week yeah um i don't know my timeline's all confused now when we're talking it will have um, been a month ago i guess when, we, when this comes out but right whatever anyway the, the video to batch sorry yeah we filmed it in the poppy after close yeah uh i like i like that you can kind of hear the dishwasher in the background like there's like pots and pants clanging and stuff mm-hmm. which is kind of cool yeah uh it was funny when we were shooting that video um uh, my buddy austin uh, peritoniac is a great guitar player and he plays in um uh, like a country cover band that plays in uh in the Sherby, like in the hotel bar on Wednesday nights. Uh, and I for- and we were shooting the video Wednesday night after close, and I totally forgot about it till like an hour before the shoot. And I was like, oh no, there, there's going to be like a full band. Usually there's nothing going on in the bar and it's really quiet in the restaurant. Um, but there's going to be like a full band and drum kit going at 9.30. So I like frantically texted Austin. And I was like, hey, like what time exactly do you guys start playing? And he's like, we're going to probably start at like 9.30, 9.45. And I was like, cool. So we set up the shoot at 9 we had it all set up by 9.15, so we had two takes, basically. We did mm. we did it in two takes, and then uh, uh, we were about, thinking about whether or not to do a third take, and then the band started, and we were like, all right, it's done. <laughs> Good so enough. It was, it was Yeah, it was yeah. nice to have a little bit of pressure. Mm, that's exciting. Yeah, it was fun. That's cool. And great great turnout. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it turned the, out okay. For the product, I mean. Yeah. Um, uh, so that, that song was for um, Bachelor Suite. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, sorry, that video was for Bachelor Suite that we actually started the show with. Yeah. Um, what, uh, can you describe, like, what inspired that, um, song. Yeah, I was uh, so my partner and I. My partner uh, went down to do work in LA for a couple months last year, um, and neat. Yeah, um, and so we were apart for a long time. And I had I would I was in Banff the month before she left, so we just we spent a lot of time apart. And 
uh, the night before, or no, I was going to pick her up at the airport that night. So it was like it was like eight o'clock. She landed at midnight, and I figured I was. I'd been feeling sorry for myself for so long for uh, being like you know all alone and stuff, but I hadn't mined it to write a good song yet. So I should mine what was left of my loneliness before I got happy again when she came home. So I should like use it. Yeah, that's where that song came from. Okay, so okay. Yeah, Aww. it's kind of like miss you kind of song. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, thanks. that's great. Um, so we uh, or not we you mm-hmm. were uh, attended the songwriting circle hosted by Manitoba Music. Yeah, the song camp. Yeah. Year, right. What was that like? Oh, it was fantastic. It yeah. was so nice. I've done so that was my second. I did I did that a couple months after I went to Banff to do a, a singer songwriter residency. Kind of similar, but kind of different. Um, the Manitoba Music one was a little bit more programmed in that, like sort of we were assigned writing groups and and had to come up with something together and do some chords. But it was it was so nice. Mm-hmm. It's just so great to be removed from the city and just focusing on writing and like Falcon Trails is beautiful and, and you just meet a lot of good people and that's me and Sierra Noble met there and then her and I have been collaborating ever since so that was cool yeah you are as my segue to, oh, yeah, to yeah, Bad Neighbor yeah. um, Bad Neighbors Bad Neighbors um, interesting ch- name choice so there's a story there uh, so we were at Falcon we were mm-hmm. talking and I was she mentioned Verde, like the juice bar in Wolseley. I was like, oh, I live above Verde. She's like, oh, cool. Like, I used to work there. I live around the corner on Lenore. I was like, oh, cool. My uh, jam space is on Lenore. And she goes, not 212 Lenore. And I said, yeah, yeah. That's where my brother lives. She goes, oh, I hate your brother, and I hate your band, and I hate you. <laughs> and I was like, uh. <laughs> anyway, my brother had some roommates that were not so respectful to, like, right. general neighborhood norms of, uh, res- of you know, being respectful and being nice to people so um max my brother was always always kind we, we realized that my, after that my brother was the one roommate that she liked um but basically they would have these like ma- ragers on like tuesday nights where they'd set up like a full pa system in their living room and just like it was Aww. it was loud so anyway so um that was the joke is that we were bad neighbors um see if the movie bad neighbors didn't come out i would love love that Right, we were wondering about that. Yeah. yeah, that's bad neighbor without the S, though. You're right, so totally, it's a little, totally different. And does, does bad neighbors have a U? Sure. Does, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I well, then know. that's different because yeah. American doesn't have the U. <coughs> exactly. Exactly. There you yeah. go. Totally different. Neighbors. Neighbors. Yeah. Very Canadian. Very um, UK. Sure. Yeah. The Queen's English. The Queen's English. Exactly. Did you know that the reason why? Fun fact. Um, <laughs> Uh, the USA and like all their like things are, are shortened is because of capitalism. Huh. Those are short. They because like, they would be printing things in the paper and they had a certain number that they uh, right. words they could or letters that they could put into their their press. More words per pra- per page without yeah. the U. Yeah, so they mm. would they would cheap. Uh, it'd be cheaper to shorten letters or things that didn't need mm. to be there. Um, yeah, it's another thing that capitalism has ruined. Yeah, I hate <laughs> capitalism. I just, it's like, uh, it makes me sad. We can talk more about that later. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to Sev. Great. Uh, which is great. Uh, yeah. Someone who loves 7-Eleven Slurpees. I also love 7-Eleven. Um, can I, think, I tell a story about it? Yes. Cool. Uh, so, Sev, I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I grew up um, just off of Corden. I did not. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I guess not. We probably would have <laughs> known each other if we did. Anyway, so where I lived, uh, there was like three 7-Elevens within mm-hmm. walking distance. There was like Sev Corden in Niagara, Sev on Academy in Niagara, and Sev Corden in Arbuthnot. And Corden in Arbuthnot I lived was, near that one, yeah. was my Sev. So I would always go there. And I and you know, and I, I vividly remember one of the first things I did as like an independent person was like I was like really little. My mom was like gave me a little bit of money and I walked down the street, went to Sev, and I bought some candy, came home. 
anyway, so I was back. I was living in Toronto. I, I came home for Christmas or something one year. And um, I went to Sev, you know, like two in the morning or something to get some candy. And uh, the guy behind the cash register was, you know, the same guy that I've been seeing there for like 20 something years at this point. Uh, and I was like, hey, man, like this is kind of weird. But like I have bought things from you for literally decades and I've never like asked you your name. Like, But like, do you like remember me? He's like, yeah, of course. You've been coming here since you were a kid. I was like, yeah. He's like, I'm Laurent. But Jacob. Anyway, <clears> he <throat> talked. Really nice guy. Uh, and then that kind of uh, I thought oh, I should write a song about this. Oh, yeah. So. Cute. So I haven't heard the song yet by this point. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing this. Yeah, it'll make, right. it'll make sense. <laughs> I hope. So we'll take a break and listen to this. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about um, music. Sounds good. That sounds good. Maybe yeah. we'll talk about music. Music and, and projects in yeah. Winnipeg. Yeah, let's yeah, do okay. that. That sounds awesome. I'm um, maybe <laughs> being in Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah sounds that good. Sounds, that's right. a really good idea. Okay, <laughs> so you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Vianyaj. I'm here with Jacob Brodowski. We're talking about music things, uh, and we'll be back. Stay tuned. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I guess it's a ripoff of Seinfeld. Gotcha. A cheap ripoff of Seinfeld. Oh, perfect. So I can use it then. You can use it. That's just my yeah. intro now. Yeah, that's free. It's free for you. Thank I, you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Anytime. Oh, that's, I, I really know. appreciate that. I know. That. Changing lives over here. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <laughs> You're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bienyaj. I'm still here with Jacob Brodowski. We're chilling. We just finished listening to his song, Seb, from mm-hmm. the album uh, 17 Years. Which, Six, 16 sorry, years. Sorry. <laughs> we were talking about 17, <laughs> 17 so years. 16 years. Uh, my bad. Freudian slip. Right. Um, Maybe. I don't know what that means, but yeah, well, that applies. It originally <laughs> used to be because if you're thinking about something sexual, but it, okay. they're kind of like, yeah. they've made it like, so like it could be anything. That's why I caught myself, because I was like, is that a sex thing? That's weird. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad. I'm glad it's um, not. I don't think it is anymore. Great. Um, so you released this amazing album release. It was just like killer at the tallest poppy um, on this, that you, that this you came Sunday. To. I did. You came. Yeah. Wow. Why would you? <laughs> now I have to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which was on um, Sunday, May 5th. Um, this is not from the f- from the past. We are. It's present. Yeah. We're live recording right now. No, yeah. this is a pre-recorded episode. Um, but we were there. You were there. I was certainly yeah. there. I hope so. I hope I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it was great. Yeah. And the music that we heard and the music you're hearing today will be officially released on May 11th on all all streaming platforms? All the platforms. All of them. All, well, yeah, all the ones that DistroKid puts them on. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm sure there are some that there aren't on. Mm-hmm. And I, I, don't think I, I don't think I paid extra for, like, the YouTube thing. I don't know what it means. I don't know anything. I don't. What is, what are we talking about? I buy CDs on Bandcamp still because I am scared that one day... Spotify will shut down and all my music will be gone. So right. I want to own it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I didn't understand yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, but yeah, Spotify's expensive too. Like yeah, it's I don't know. It's stupid. I don't. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of it. I do like. Uh, I just think it it encourages people to listen to. I mean, and I, I, this is a snobby thing to say, I guess. But I, I feel like no. Let's be snobs together. All right. Let's be snobs together. Uh, I feel like Spotify encourages people to listen. Uh, to what 
musicians make on like a song by song basis and mm-hmm. I person and I know and that is the way that the industry has been going for a long long time and like singles have always been the driving force and I understand that but personally I have always been an album person and I like listening to an artist's album and kind of seeing the whole picture <clears throat> of what they were trying to put forth right and I think when you take a single or a specific song out of that context <coughs> sometimes something Sorry. is lost therefore I don't like Spotify as much. Yeah. At the same time, it's nice to have access to all that music all the time. Right. Yeah. And so it's, I don't know. It's a double sword because totally. I, I agree with you. I think because I've heard what singles and I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel mm-hmm. for this. And then like the person finally releases another single. And I'm like, oh, that sounds very similar to the other song. Yeah. But I still really like that first song. Yeah. And I appreciate it. And then like the third single or like the album, I'm like, oh, none of this is the same. Yeah. Or, I mean, and, and all like, the same. At least for me, like for me to really get into an artist like to listen to on a you know regular basis for a while, I need to have a lot to chew on. It mm-hmm. can't just be one. It's got to be like a record that's really good or like a couple records, yeah. you know? That's why, and it's unfortunate because there's a couple or a few local, I'm not going to name names because I really respect them as people. Mm-hmm. They're, I, they're, I've heard their singles and I've, loved it and i was just like this is it this is the mm-hmm. next big thing and then it's doesn't really go anywhere yeah and it's and then especially when they don't have content yet it's just totally it's just it's it's hard yeah music industry sucks yeah i think you just gotta um, do it to do it and, i mean i, I love the music industry if anyone's listening <laughs> i mean i appreciate it and i understand yeah. its purpose but it's in 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 the i cut you off by the way sorry that's okay uh, in the long it's your show thanks oh <laughs> you're the best <laughs> just appreci- you just understand me yeah i get it in the long run it is just a business yeah i mean i don't know i've been writing songs since i was um like 11 or 12 uh and uh it's it's at this point it's more of a compulsion than a than um <laughs> like an artistic expression i guess i don't know i just i I, ha- I i feel like i have to write songs i really enjoy writing songs i like uh it's a nice way to sort of sometimes um process thoughts or experiences mm-hmm. uh and you know, I think it would be great to make money doing it. And like, I'm trying to make actively trying to make that happen. But if it doesn't happen, I think you just got to yeah, do it to do it and do it because you love it because you mm-hmm. have to. I yeah. think, yeah, I think my bitterness towards it is just that it's so based on luck. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think as long as you do it in a smart way and yeah. you don't rely on one outlet, yeah. I yeah. think like if you only relied on streaming, you wouldn't yeah. get very you wouldn't far. Make very much money, no. Yeah, so like merchandise and. Yeah. I mean, unless at the same time, unless you're writing songs specifically, you know, for algorithms, which there, I think there's something to be said there that there's yeah. probably you know producers out there that understand how that works a lot better than we do, mm-hmm. and 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 produce and write songs specifically for that, and probably make a lot of money doing it. Like, yeah, but, like Spotify rap. Yeah, or it's just, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of that stuff. I don't really know anything about it, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, what were we talking about before the music industry? And, uh, oh, look. I think the one thing about look, though, I would say now is, and maybe thanks to sort of social media, Spotify, all that stuff, that there's so much more out there, I would say that maybe now more than ever, it's less reliant on like a specific look, perchance, and more about just like having like a cohesive kind of branding, quote unquote, aesthetic thing. Mm. But it's less about like being like attractive or not attractive as a it's less about that i think so i don't know i'm a straight white dude i don't know anything but uh maybe <laughs> uh, it's, i think it depends on 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Cause I, don't I, know. I think about all the pop stars now, and I'm like, none of them are yeah, ugly. Yeah, no, obviously. But but then but you think about like indie music and stuff, and like sure. and, you know, uh, who are you gonna call ugly? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking in my head right now. It's just like, how do you dig yourself out of this hole, you idiot? Anyway, I'll put my foot in my mouth. We can move on. Uh, everyone is beautiful. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's true, and, and beauty is subjective. Totally. So whatever, and yeah. that's a whole other thing that I don't want to talk about because, I mean, yeah. we could, but that's not doing the show. Yeah, next, next, next one. Yeah, next yeah, one. when yeah, exactly when we're on Spotify. Yeah, exactly. Because right? that's gonna happen soon. <laughs> yeah, especially with all the Spotify bashing we're doing on this mm-hmm. podcast. Well, I mean, we're not necessarily bashing; we're critiquing it. We're, we're critiquing as the people totally. who are consumers and users totally. of as an artist perspective. Totally. It's frustrating. Yeah, and I hope that Spotify internalizes our feedback and yeah, uh, uses it to us. uses it to improve their platform. They care about this <laughs> little podcast. Yeah, uh, and and I. I do listen to Spotify like almost every day. Yeah, same. So it's like, <laughs> just take our money, Spotify. Let us be upset. You're yeah. still getting. <laughs> but pay me a little bit more when my yeah, songs get exactly. played. Yeah, exactly. Like, like a little bit more would be so mm-hmm. nice. Like maybe like a quarter of what you're making off of it. Yeah, I think it was maybe Kathleen Edwards on Twitter. I, I could be wrong. Suggested uh, a model where. Um, Everyone who subscribes to Spotify shouldn't pay, and this would never happen because then Spotify would make any money and labels would make any money. But if like a sort of a service where you just pay a cent per a penny per play of whatever you're listening to, and then that you know seventy five cents or or point seven five of a cent yeah. per play goes to the artist. Mm-hmm. So it's like restaurants that are using Spotify to play music eight hours a day every day and aren't really paying the artists properly, right? Because before Spotify, restaurants would have to subscribe to like satellite radio stations or like these special subscription services. Or Apple. Yeah, but yeah. that like that, you know, um, reported to SoCan and then artists would get paid well. And you, that was a whole thing is you try and get on these like restaurant exclusive satellite radio stuff so you, you make good money. And now that's all gone, right? So it's like, at least if that's happening, then you, when your stuff's getting paid, I really like that paid. idea though. Like the Isn't one cent. Isn't it good? One cent. And then um, and think about it. Like what's, you know, you we pay 10 bucks a month. Right. So yeah, you're not def- definitely listen- listening to that much music. Like, is my so. math right? That like ten thousand. Like, I probably don't listen to ten thousand songs on Spotify a month. Maybe. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I don't, I don't so. know how much you listen to, uh, but is that one cent times ten? Ten dollars divided by cent. anyway, whatever. Um, and if you do listen to a lot, uh, maybe having like a package deal. Yeah, or like pay more if you're using it more. You know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no one's gonna use it then, though. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I think anyway. it should be like unlimited data. I think I think what they have is a good good way of doing it to keep it consistent. Because people yeah. who maybe listen to like three songs a month, to the people that listen to all they do listen yeah, to yeah, music, yeah. it does kind of balance out. Yeah, fair enough. Just pay the artists more. You just pay the artists more. Yeah, that'd be. I great. think that's just it. I'd love that. Yeah, I'd really love that. That's our. That's, that's what we'll take away from that. Yeah, we love Spotify. We love what it does for indie artists. Pay us better. Exactly, yeah. and that's all we want. Yeah, every it's just, it's just more money. Just want to get paid. Exactly, because yeah. <laughs> we live in a world where everything. Costs more. Yeah, than and when you can't getting. eat exposure. It's true. So anyway, um, can't eat flatbread pizzas though, and many venues pay in that. In pizza? Flatbread pizzas, not real pizza. Flatbread pizzas, a pita that gets covered in sauce and cheese and toppings and thrown in the oven. Oh, and it's a flatbread that pizza. That sounds amazing. It's not. Aww. <laughs> It makes me think of those little lunchable pizzas you can make. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. 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 It's it, but like not microwave. Well, it's like when that's like your one meal on tour, uh, you know that isn't Tim Hortons. Sometimes it gets a little tedious. Tedious. And, yeah. But you know, 
whatever. I'm just being a diva, I guess. Oh, man. I could go for some pizza, though. Yeah, I'm thinking about stopping yeah. on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just how it works now. Yeah. Um, so, you, uh, this is technically not your first EP. I mean, it's your debut album. Right. Yeah. No, I did put out an EP a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what I was doing. I just moved back to Winnipeg. I went out to my parents' cabin um, outside of Gimli for a week and I brought um, that's actually how I met Will and Art who recorded mm. this EP and, and every other EP I've done because cool. I, I put up a thing on Facebook asking if anyone could lend me their Apogee Duet a little interface mm-hmm. so I went up to my parents cabin with a drum kit and some guitars and a recording interface and just made a four song EP and played everything on it and uh, for about three months thought I w- it was the best thing I'd ever done I was super excited about it and then every and then after that realized how bad it was Aww. but it's okay I mean it's it's just I didn't really know what I was doing and what have you what have you learned? Um what did I learn? I don't know. I mean it, the recording process was really fun and interesting. It was cool to like be alone for that long and just sort of it was like, you know, I was probably working. I would get like wake up at 8, work till midnight kind of thing and get it all wow. done because I was kind of on a bit of a time crunch. It was also very cold. It was like early April and very cold and my, the cottage isn't heated, so I was like constantly like trying to chop wood and feed the feed the fire. So that was kind of fun. Um what did I learn? I don't know. I mean, like, since that release and this well, release, what have you done differently? Okay, so, I mean, a few things. I didn't even know back then that you can send your stuff to other people and they might write about it on the internet. Oh. You know, I thought that, you know, these these mythical blog and and music reviewers just found you. Discovered you. Just discovered you and plucked you out of obscurity. I had no idea how much work went into it. Yeah. Uh, so that, but also, like, how easy it is to access some of these people. So that was something I learned. Um, I also learned a lot more about, I think, like arranging songs and, and you know leading a band and um uh I you know I like limitation a lot with when mm-hmm. writing and when when recording with everything so it's sort of you know let you let your limitation dictate the performance so it's like if you can't play this guitar part then simplify it and don't you know and like don't hurt yourself don't hurt yourself <laughs> yeah. yeah and also like don't sound bad because you're not like I'm not a very good guitar player so it's like uh, you know working within my own technical prowess to kind of simplify things. But I think what comes with that is actually better, better art or better mm. things. Like like on Sev, we just listened to, there's these little guitar licks and I don't usually record lead guitar on anything because I don't like to, but that was sort of an example of that. It was just, we just really simplified it. And mm-hmm. it, I think it turned out better than the thing we were trying to do beforehand. Nice. Yeah. Um, when you're performing live, are you planning on uh, having a band or is it always going to be like a solo thing? Uh, well, that's what's kind of nice about being a quote unquote solo artist is that you have the flexibility that there isn't like the expectation. Yeah. So it's if if I can, you know, if I'm getting if, if the gig pays enough, I'll absolutely hire a band. And I, you know, I've been around a little bit long enough now that I've know I know some great players and, and got some some people to, to hire. But also that if it's just a gig then I can play it solo and that's okay too mm-hmm. but I think I, I like playing with a band I like fronting a band I like having a drum kit on stage I think it, it, it's more engaging generally right uh, to have a band mm-hmm. and have other people to work off of and react to yeah for yeah. sure as a solo artist I, I, I prefer it yeah yeah <laughs> that's all I've ever done but yeah that's cool it's I have respect for people that can, can do like can like write a song solo and then like have another have a band take it over and um i think i think you want to keep like you know i love what you know dylan takes it a bit far but like i love that like uh like bob that oh okay bob dylan Dylan and dylan mcdonald yeah uh (laughs) he plays in the band he's great yeah exactly Uh, but no i'm talking about bob dylan uh how like you know whenever you see him live you don't know what kind of what version of the song you're gonna hear and i think he you know 
nine times out of ten these days it's a terrible version of the song and, and therefore you don't want that but i like that um you you know i like the idea that maybe if you came to see me play we wouldn't be playing um the song exactly how it sounds on the record mm-hmm. i think that that just it's added value in my opinion uh and like with, the, with the, all these live videos that I've been putting out, it's sort of been the same idea. It's like, let's give like an alternate version. Like the bachelor, the recorded Bachelor Suite version has no piano on it, and then the video is all piano. Which is cool. Thanks. Piano's the best. So. I, yeah, it's very difficult. I love it You can so probably much. tell from the video that I don't know how to play piano. Uh, yeah, you, you could tell. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, it's good. It's, yeah. it's good. Thanks. I, it's it's, you, it's you, okay. Yeah, you made it, you simplified it. But that's make exactly it, the same make it work. thing. Yeah. And Use your limitations. I loved it. Oh, so. Thanks. Um, uh, it's a very you song. I don't know. It's just like it fits. So. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah. That's a compliment. And yeah. that, yeah, and it, it's meant to be. Yeah. Um, it's a very you song. Uh. Yeah, no, I, but I feel like I've, and that's sort of a thing that maybe, you know, I'm grateful to Kikagi for and, and the time I had with the band is that I've kind of maybe had, I, I might, maybe I have a better idea of what a me song sounds like now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's good. So yeah. I would like to use that to jump off into songwriting sure um when you are going to write a song Mm -hmm. how does that start Uh, i may have asked this of you in previous interviews i don't think so yeah how does it solo now um i mean i've always written songs by myself and even Mm -hmm. for kakagi the side you know i would sort of write them first uh but it um you know i've got a i've got a few things so i I keep a i have an ideas memo on my phone that i've had for like probably it's been going for like seven years now that i just write down if i think of like a line or a a title of a song i'll write that down i've got like voice memos that i'll i'll record little snippets um it depends on the song totally to be honest uh i i had a mentor in banff who said that um every good song needs to start with a title and the title dictates the song and the chorus. And the chorus is the title. And I and I think that's a really great way of looking at songwriting. It's a very like sort of Nashville-centric mm-hmm. pop music way of, of, of thinking about songwriting. Yeah, there's a whole course at Berkeley about that. Yeah. And uh, and there's and, and there's a lot of merit in that, but I don't subscribe to that very often. Most of my choruses don't end up usually have different words in, in the, each chorus. But uh, <gasps> I don't know. How do I start? It's usually, you know, it, it depends. I, I uh, it depends on where I'm at too. Like sometimes I'm like actively trying to write every day, so I just sort of sit down with the guitar and see what comes out, and just kind of stream of consciousness until something sticks, and then you keep going. Sometimes I don't write for a long time, and the song just kind of pops in my head, pretty much fully formed. That usually is accompanies more uh, stronger emotional feelings or experiences. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's still kind of different every time. It's still this weird mysterious mm-hmm. source that I, I'm having a hard I still don't have a, a grasp on mm-hmm. um, but how do you when, when you're writing how do you stick to one theme lyrics it's just all about lyrics to me it's it's I like to think about usually it's like I'll write a verse and a chorus and then it, I'll sit and figure out what the song's actually about and then that'll sort of um, inform the rest of the tune Mm. So on a tune like, uh, I'm trying to think if there's, what are we going to listen to? Yeah, on a song like El Nino. Yeah. Um, the f- you know, I started writing it about uh, the fact that I had just moved back to Winnipeg and I- I'm like anxiously awaiting this like, you know, this Winnipeg winter that I've sort of idealized in my head and, and made into a big deal after living in Toronto for so long. And then it still didn't come. So I was, I was sort of writing about, you know, well, this, uh you don't need like parkas under your costumes on Halloween because it's still warm out and what the hell is this? And this isn't the Winnipeg I remember. Uh, but then after I wrote the chorus and stuff, I realized that it's like, oh, this is a song that's kind of sh- written from the perspective of a snowplow. 
Oh. Like a like a lazy snowplow that's like stoked that it hasn't snowed yet. Mm. And then that sort of dictated the rest of the song. And you were okay with that being the Yeah, I I like that. I like weird stuff like that. I like I like weird uh weird personification. Mm. and stuff uh i did a songwriting workshop with uh, john k samson and christine fellows once <gasps> obviously yeah best brilliant brilliant people uh and kindest kindest most generous people and they really uh, are john says something to me that really stuck with me he's just like it should always just be first person he's like every song is first person and i was like well what about if you're writing with this it doesn't matter you just it's more accessible to the listener if it's in the first person it's more relatable if it's in the first person if you're saying i instead of you you know, or they, mm. it's sort of, you, yeah. it's easier to sell to an audience for sure. If you're saying I, and you know, and he, and his work is really like, you, you see a lot of that. Like he's got songs written from the perspective of his cat written from the perspective of, you know, a room or a, or a, or a building and, mm-hmm. and it, it works. Interesting. Right. I don't, I'm just, I immediately think of like, no, I can't think of anything hmm. <laughs> specific. But like I've been reading a lot about um, perspective yeah. and how it, it does have a purpose. Like yeah, and you got to choose that's right for you. Like not everyone, I yeah. think, it chooses that. I mean, if you're writing a protest song, maybe you don't want to. Yeah, like, I mean, it depends. yeah, and yeah. like you know, all the best, you know, old school like country and folk songs. It's all third person. It's all like you know. It's about the story. Story songs, and and it's and it's sort of the the narrator in the clouds kind of thing, looking down on the story, and that's great too. But I, yeah. I also think there's something to be said about taking that exact same story but getting a little bit deeper into the perspective of one character in the story maybe kind of gives it different context better context mm. i mean the other it's funny because i i submitted to something it was like a folk music thing i can't remember what exactly what it was but one of the comments and i didn't get it and then one of the comments i got back was like oh you know all you do is write songs about yourself you gotta write songs about other things and i was like no these are all about inanimate objects i just it's just first person <laughs> yeah, are you do you worry about that people not understanding yeah it's uh it gives you something to talk about at the show yeah. If people are listening, it gives you good banter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I think, no, I think it's fine. Mm. Let, let people think what they want to think. Let let them think I'm more interesting than I am, you know? Mm, <laughs> That's right. fine by me. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Interesting. Because as someone who's like cares a lot about what people think, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. The longer I do this, the more I realize that it's just like people are, there's a lot of stupid people out there that are just going to make assumptions and it's just let yes. them, you yeah. know? It's not, it's. It's 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 fighting a losing battle to yeah, try and sort please everybody. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, and then even if you explain it, no, one's, not everyone's gonna understand. Yeah, just be nice. Yeah, I get it. Cool. Be nice. We're like done. Isn't, oh, isn't that crazy? That was quick. That yeah. just like flew by. Flew by. Yeah, it's just so easy to, to just hang out and yeah, talk with nice. you. So that's yeah. fun. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Oh, thanks for having me again. That was yeah. great. Uh, and so probably next year. Sounds good. I think we talked about that last week or last time. You're going to be on every Every year. Sounds good. This is actually happening. I look forward to it. I'll have new music for you by then. Yeah. I'm I'm expecting something new, like visually. Maybe you're gonna have like a really long beard. Really long. Well, usually when I work at camp, my beard gets really long, but it it gets very Hasidic. Mm. Like like those like like Orthodox Jewish rabbis. That's how my beard looks when it gets long, which Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily work that well for me. So I keep it trimmed. It sounds hot. Yeah. And well, it's temperature wise. And like uh, food, food and it gets in there. Do you know Rasputin? The actual guy from uh, from Russian yeah, royalty. Kind of. He yeah. was like he was like a I don't know what his term was, but he like would hypnotize um, the boy mm. from the tsar the tsar the final tsar's son. Okay, was a something with his blood. I can't remember now. Okay. So, I think he had sickle cell disease or something. Okay, and he couldn't bleed or something. Sure, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he would uh, hypnotize him, and that was apparently help. And hmm. but anyway, that's not the point of the story. He, he had. Beard? 
Hmm? Nothing. He, he had a huge beard. Yeah. And his he, people there were stories about how he was just disgusting. Yeah. And he had always had food in his beard. Yeah, beards get gross. My boss at the Poppy will will, will remind me when it's time to trim my beard. Oh, well, that's which nice. is nice of her. Yeah. yeah. She's like, you're disgusting. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what she says. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, as long as someone's, you know, keeping you in shape. Absolutely. Right? Good. Yeah. And it's it's welcome, right? It's not like. Feedback is always welcome. Yeah. I can't get better without constructive feedback. That's what I tell my staff. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we do have to wrap up. Thank you again so yeah, much. Thanks for having me. We're going to listen to El Nino in just a second. Yeah. Um, congrats on your show that was on May uh, 5th again. Thank it was you. just. Um, fantastic i hope so just like floored oh thanks the audience um keep it up okay um <laughs> and so everyone else if you didn't make it to the show for some reason mm-hmm. uh, i mean there's only 75 tickets so I exactly could, i mean it was packed it's i totally exclusive. get it if you weren't able yeah. to make it it was full <laughs> um music's going to be live on may 11th on all streaming most the probably the streaming platform you use it's going to be there yeah. so uh, just uh, you know search up jacob Berdovsky, uh 16 years and you will find it yeah um where do people find follow you on social media at jacob Berdovsky mm-hmm. uh is my instagram facebook slash jacob Berdovsky. that's the stuff jacobradovsky.com b-r-o-d-o-v-s-k-y b is in barry r-o-d is in david o-v is in victor s is in sam k-y nice what you need is a jingle oh yeah as someone yeah. who's written a jingle for her, her last yeah. name what's your last name jingle uh, i'm not gonna sing it for right, you. Cool. I'll, I'll show you the video all right, okay that's good all right everyone thank you so much for tuning in to the winnipeg music project on 101.5 umfm i'm ashley Bingish here at jacob Brodowski. tune in next week for another interview with a local music maker Thanks for listening to this episode of the Winnipeg Music Project. For more on local music makers, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music by Will and Art from Collector Studio, and a big thank you to UMFM for making this show possible.